everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday. It's September 3rd. It's 2021, and we have 14 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. It is officially the last weekend before the NFL season kicks off with some Thursday night football next week. Cowboys and Bucks to get us started for the regular season, but uh, we're going to talk baseball today, and I'm joined by my buddy, Eyes 819, Keith Eister. What's happening, Keith? Not much, man. You said it last weekend without football for quite some time, so really excited about that. Going to be a different feel to next week, but uh, yeah, we've got a, got a big baseball slate to talk about here. That we do. That we do. A uh, lot to talk about for sure, so let's jump right in. 14 games. Um, Blender owes me jelly beans for anybody that was curious. McKenzie was... Um, Definitely higher on the McCallahan, like I said. And by definitely, it was like 2%, but I still win, and he still owes me Jolly Beans. So uh, we get started with the Mets and the Nationals. Nine total in this game. The Mets are a 150 favorites. We got Rich Hill going up against Sean Nolan. Any interest here in Rich Hill? No, plenty of options on this slate. Pitch, pitch count has been all over the place. You're probably going to get somewhere between 70 and 90 pitches. Um, and with so many options, I just don't see the need to go there. Yeah, I mean, it's not like the lineup is anything to write home about. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, when you're looking at the Washington, Washington lineup, especially against lefties, it's nothing great. But on the flip side, they don't strike out a lot against left-handed pitching. So I'm probably going to pass on Rich Hill – um, and then Sean Nolan on the other side. I mean, he's thrown over 70 pitches and back-to-back starts, but I still don't know if he has like the overall upside I'm looking for on a big slate like this. Yeah, I, I'm not playing him. I, I do like the Mets quite a bit here, so uh, no interest in Nolan. All right, let's talk Mets bats. Uh, what's standing out to you for New York? Uh, Pete Alonzo is absolutely one of my favorite plays on the slate. Um Big power with the platoon advantage. Got to love that. Uh, 4,800, very fair price tag on DraftKings. So I uh, like what you're getting there. Lindor's a bit overpriced, but it, you can definitely play Baez. Uh, VR is, is fine. Um, and then if you want to play some guys lefty-lefty like Nimmo or Conforto, you're going to get them really low-owned. Yeah, I mean, it's not my favorite spot. This game in general is not my favorite, but I mean, you can always play Pete Alonzo, Javi Baez against lefties. And then if you're doing that, look for a third piece. Um, and then on the Washington side, I mean, I don't really have a ton of interest. Josh Bell has power against left-handed pitching, but overall, I mean, this is probably not a spot that I end up on. Um, Hernandez lefty lefty has had good numbers against left-handed pitching. If he cracks the lineup, but, He's 2,400 would be the only reason that I'd have some interest in him. Yeah, not, not a spot I'm looking to target. Just a bad lineup overall. Um, yeah, not really interested in any Washington bats. Baltimore at New York facing the Yankees. Back-to-back New York teams. Nine total in this game. Yankees a 220 favorite. Means against Cortez. Um, any interest here in John Means? Very fair price tag, 6,600 on, on DraftKings. Um, the Yankees offer a little bit of strikeout, so it's it's certainly a high-risk spot. Uh, Means has had a, a bit of an up-and-down season, but, I mean, I don't know if you need to do it on this slate, but I, I think uh, I could talk myself into some Means. 
Yeah, I mean, he really hasn't had a big game in a while. I mean, pre-All-Star break, it seems like. So, uh, 6,600, we know he has strikeout upside. He comes in with a 23% K rate on the season. Um, but, I mean, large field tournaments only, I, I think, is where you'd be looking at means. Um, Big-time dog here on the road. And then um, Cortez on the other side. Again, you know, for the third straight start, even though it wasn't the best, he threw over 90 pitches, um, 95 pitches, really. So um, Cortez going up against Baltimore, lefty against Baltimore. Any interest here? And it's kind of the same story as means going to be deep tournaments only. Um, I don't know that he has the, as much upside. Um, the strikeout rate isn't isn't a leader or anything like that. He's sitting at just over 25% on the season. So I, I don't prefer lefties against Baltimore. I mean, Mancini and Mountcastle have both been good against lefties. So uh, probably, probably not. I'd prefer to try means, but uh, I'm not going to, not going to tell you you're crazy if you want to do it. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think you could definitely look at Cortez in this spot. Do you think he has some strikeout upside? Um, what are your thoughts on the Baltimore bats? Uh, I just mentioned a couple of the big righties that be looking for power. I don't think I'm going to full stack them here, um, but Cortez probably gives up a home run or two. Yeah, I mean, for me, it'd be Mancini. Um, probably a one-off. Maybe Stan Tander at 3,500. This game's in New York. You're guaranteed nine innings with this team. So, I mean, that's kind of what you'd be looking at. Um, and then on the Yankee side, I mean – they're still – I feel like they're still somewhat underpriced. Um, I know we've been talking about this a lot. Uh, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, Luke Voigt is the one that, that jumps out. Obviously, his big power uh, has a platoon advantage. Um, Judge, obviously, you can play in any matchup. Uh, Stan's price is creeping up. Don't love that as much. Gallo's fine lefty-lefty. Uh, and Rizzo is still really fairly priced too. So uh, I think they make sense. Um not the greatest matchup means is a fairly talented pitcher, but uh, I could see it getting there today. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think it's a boom bust spot. The Baltimore bullpen stinks. So you're getting, you're getting the Yankees against this bullpen too. If means struggles. Um, so I think that's kind of, kind of where you're at. Um, we got Oakland at Toronto. Nine total in this game. The Blue Jays are 140 favorite. Sean Manaya against Alec Manoa. Um, any interest here in Sean Manaya? And what, what happened to Sean Manaya? He was just cruising along, having a great season uh, until about a month ago. And then he just fell off a cliff and he's been really bad his last, I don't know, four or five times out. Uh, the price tag is reflecting that, but I'm not doing it against the, these Toronto bats. Um, the recent form just hasn't been there for me, so can't do it. Yeah, I mean, ever since they really took the sticky stuff away, Sean Manaya has struggled. Um, and I mean, he's had some good starts, and both of those starts, uh, I think, were against Seattle, or no, one was against San Diego. So, I mean, the upside, we know the upside. The dude can have monster games, but he's just giving home runs up in bunches. And there's so many right-handed power bats in this Toronto lineup. 
that I'm way more ample to play like the Toronto side than I am on the, you know, Sean Mania side. Alec Manoa on the other side, he's 9,100 um, young, talented prospects. Uh, any interest in him here? Yeah. You got to like the strikeout upside. Um, Oakland certainly offers a challenge for him. Uh, so I, I think that's going to keep ownership off him on a full slate. Uh, I think he's an outstanding tournament play and uh, just looking for a bunch of strikeouts here. Um, I mean, yeah, I definitely think he's, he is in play. It's just, I mean, the reason that he's in play is because the pitching slate is not the best on this one. So, I mean, I think Otani is going to be the chalk on this slate. I'd be shocked if he's not facing Toronto or facing Texas. So it really just comes down to like how everybody else is going to approach this range. Um, So I think Manoa is in play. As far as bats on the Oakland side, I really don't have a ton of interest. I I don't have any interest in Oakland. Um, Yeah, I mean, the Toronto side, I have a ton of interest. Yeah, I mean, with with Manaya's form, you mentioned they're all right-handed. They hit lefties really well. Tons of power and patience. They're going to make him work. Um, t- tough spot for Manaya, so I definitely like the Toronto bats here. All right, Detroit at Cincinnati. This game, oh, they, they finally put it up. Nine and a half. Um, the Reds are 190 favorites. We have an opener situation, it looks like, uh, for Detroit here, where it looks like Alexander is going to open this game, and then Urena is going to come in and probably throw like 50, 60 pitches. And then on the other side, we got Gutierrez. Um, any interest in this Detroit situation at all? No interest. Uh, Cincinnati is a, a very good offense, and I don't, I don't think you're getting anywhere near enough up, upside. All right, let's look at uh, Gutierrez on the other side of this game. I mean, he's not a big strikeout guy. He's good against right-handed bats. Um, He's getting Detroit, but they could throw a lot of switchies, a lot of left-handed bats at him. I mean, 8,500, if he was like 7K, I would have a ton of interest, but 8,500 seems like a lot here. Yeah, I'm I'm not interested. Gutierrez is a guy that I haven't gotten right all season, like – He's got a an exit that's almost a run higher than his ERA. Uh, so I've stacked against him several times, and it seems like he just limits the damage against him. The strikeout rate isn't high enough where I want to play him, even against a, a really bad Detroit team. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of a, a stay-away spot for me. It's kind of where I'm at. Um, it's not like I'm, like, lining up to stack Detroit against him, but, I mean – I don't think some of these left-handed cheap bats are the worst um, ideas. This is Cincinnati, but do he's going to bat leadoff at 3,600. I mean, I think he is someone that you could potentially take shots on here. Um, I mean, you got to look at the rest of the lineup as it comes out. Um, Grossman's 4,400. What are your thoughts on the Detroit bats? Yeah, Badu is the one that, that jumped out. I like that a lot. Um, I think Candelario is fine. Um, and I mean, even, even scope, like he can get a hit a home run off of them. I don't, I don't, like I said, I, I haven't gotten Gutierrez right all year. So I've, I've attacked him several times and it hasn't worked, but I do kind of like like a, a Detroit mini stack here. All right. Um, Cincinnati. I mean, I think Cincinnati is a fantastic stack on this slate. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, Detroit's bullpen is, is really bad. So I don't know how deep Urania, Urania goes. Um, probably only three or four innings, I'm guessing. Uh, so yeah, Cincinnati's a, an outstanding option here. Castellanos and Votto are, are great. Uh, Stevenson, he's, he's pricey for a catcher, um, but he's had a, had a good year. India has had a phenomenal year. He's 4,500. Um, Moustakis back in the lineup, like Cincinnati a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, I like Cincinnati a lot. I'm right there with you. I like them. I like them a lot. Philadelphia at Miami. Kyle Gibson against Zach Thompson. This game has a seven and a half total, and the Phillies are a 145 favorites. Um, any interest here in Kyle Gibson? I mean, it's it's a great matchup. One of the best matchups you can have going into Miami facing this poor lineup. Uh, Gibson isn't generally a pitcher I like to target. But pitching is pretty weak on this slate. So, I, I mean, I think he's got to be in play here. Only a, only a 19% strikeout rate on the season. But Miami's offense does strike out a lot. So, I think he's in play. He's not one of my favorite options, but I'll probably have some shares of him. I mean, I think you have to. Um, Philly's still in like the playoff hunt. They're right there. I think they're a game and a half out against you know versus Atlanta, and this is a series they need to go sweep. Um, I mean, the Atlanta is coming. Atlanta's coming off of a tough series against Dodgers. I mean, this is a this is an opportunity for uh, Philadelphia. And I mean, you look at Kyle Gibson; he is a guy that can throw a hundred plus pitches on a slate. And I mean, it's in Miami against Miami. You said it, like. I think you have to have interest here in Kyle Gibson. It's not like we have like a, a standout ace on the slate. Yeah, we have Otani in a good spot, but I mean, Otani is still not an ace. Um, Zach Thompson on the other side, any interest in him? When this guy first came up, he was striking everybody out, uh, but those have completely gone away and his strikeout rate is like all the way down uh, around 20% now on the season. So when he came up, he was, he was over like 25%. Um, he j- he's just not striking anybody out anymore, which which speaks to more of what he has been throughout his minor league career, too. So he was pitching over his head in the beginning of the season. I think we're seeing more of the pitch- pitcher that he actually is. Uh, I'm not playing him against Philly. Yeah, I'm out. Um, I mean, and he's just not throwing deep in the games. 14-game slate. Unless he throws so efficient, getting 70 pitches on a 14-game slate, you're going to need a lot to get there. Um, so lot to fall your way any interest in the philly bats here uh, yeah you talk about i mean th- we're getting to the time of the year where races are, are tight and teams need to win um philly is is right there in the thick of it and they, they've got to step it up so uh i think bryce harper is a great option on the slate um and then i don't know about the stack like thompson's walk rate um uh, eight and a half on the season. So it's not egregious, but he, he will give up some traffic on the bases. I think the stack is in play, but not one of my favorite stacks. Tough ballpark. Yeah. I mean, it is a tough ballpark to get really like super interested about playing anybody. Pricing is not helping the situation either. You can always play Harper. You could always play Ramuto. If you're doing that, you can look at McCutcheon or Miller, but I don't think I'm five-man stacking Philly here, not in Miami. This game was in Philly? Sure. I mean, big difference. 
Uh, and then as far as the Miami bats go, I really just don't have any interest. I mean, you could take maybe shots on like Chisholm or Jesus Aguilar um, with it being like Kyle Gibson. He does give up home runs to righties, but I mean, I just don't have a ton of interest in this, this Miami offense. Yeah, I don't either. Um, yeah. I think you said Ch- Chisholm and Aguilar is one-offs maybe, but outside of that, no interest. Cleveland at Boston, nine total. Red Sox, a 240 favorites. Um, Quantrill against Eovaldi. Any interest here in Cal Quantrill? So this is another guy that has kind of turned his season around. Uh, he was awful to begin the season, but he's been pretty good here lately. Uh, dug into the numbers a little bit. Over his last seven starts, his K rate's all the way up to 26%, um, and he's still showing just 20% on the season. So he found something a couple months back and he's been good. I don't, I don't know what Boston situation is and with guys coming back from COVID or, or how that is, but if they're rolling out another week lineup with like Bogart's missing and some other guys, uh, I mean, the, the price on Quantrill's fair. It's not the greatest matchup obviously against Boston, but if they're down a couple of guys, I think you, I could talk myself into some. Um. Yeah, I mean, he has been pitching really well. And, I mean, the Red Sox, they are not in the best situation as far as, like, players. Um, they, they do keep winning, which is which is good. Um, but, I mean, Oakland's right there. They're really trying to squeak Oakland in there. I mean, Seattle, too. They're really, like, this race is going to be really interesting. And as, as someone like me who is a huge Red Sox fan um, – not the most opportune time. Um, Nathan Eovaldi on the other side. He's 9,800. I mean, I think he's in a good spot here going up against Cleveland. Cleveland lineup, not as good as it once was. But, I mean, the price. I just can't get over paying 9,800 for Nathan Eovaldi. Yeah, I mean, that's like an ace-level price. That, it's tough to swallow. Um, not sure that the upside is there, but – Really, outside of Otani on this slate, there's not anything to love. So you could talk yourself into it for tournaments, I guess, but it'd be a low exposure play for me if I was going to take a shot. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I'm just – I just – I can't. I mean, I I definitely could if I was running out like 20 to 150 lineups. I definitely think I'd have Nathan Eovaldi in my player pool, but not one to three. Yeah, um, I mean, he's had a really good season. He's a, he's a good real-life pitcher, but just the, the strikeout upside for DFS isn't quite there um, for that price tag. And then, I mean, the other side, like the bats, I just – I mean, yeah, you can play Jose Ramirez, you can play Framil Reyes, but I'm not going out of my way to play Cleveland here. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And the price on Ramirez is, is, is still sky high. Um, I, Framil would be my preference there. Uh, definitely not stacking. Boston, I mean, I, Boston's a team that I would stack or probably fade. You know, you're not getting any discounts here. I think they're a team that you're stacking or just staying away from. Yeah, I agree. It is a really expensive stack. Um, Devers is over 6K. Schwarber and Martinez still still over 5K. Um, yeah, so it's it's a tough stack to fit in. Um, I, I think there is some cheap pitching that you can make it work if you want to do it, but won't be one of my higher owned. All right. 
we're cruising along here. We got Minnesota going into Tampa to take on the Rays. This game is currently at a nine total. Uh, the Rays are a 190 favorites. We got Dobnek against Waka. Any interest here in uh, Randy Dobnek? Uh, no interest in Randy Dobnek. Just no, not enough strikeouts. Tough, good Tampa Bay lineup. No interest. Michael Waka on the other side. Um, I don't think I'd call you crazy if you took shots here on Michael Waka. Yeah, I, I have interest. Um, the price point is very nice, uh, sixty-eight hundred. He offers a little bit of strikeout upside, 22%, so not a ton. But this Minnesota lineup is really nothing to be afraid of. Um, I On this slate where it's possible that, I mean, really Otani is the only one that I see with, like, huge upside. Um, Waka could, could be the guy that gets you there. Um, I mean, yeah, you look at the Minnesota bats, they're super cheap. Like you can you can stack Minnesota and they are really cheap. Yeah, I, I have interest on that side of it too. Waka is definitely a guy that's had home run problems throughout his career. Um, another tough ballpark though. Uh, the pricing is extremely fair, very attractive actually. Um, yeah, I think they're in play. If if we had more pitching, like the a couple of days ago, we had like Cole and Scherzer on the slate. If we had that, I think Minnesota would be extremely popular for their afford, affordability, but um, they're just kind of, I'll take a couple shots on them. Just, I think hunting for home runs with like Donaldson Kepler uh, would make sense against Waka. All right. Um, Tampa bats. I mean, I definitely think they're in play. They're just pricey. Yeah, they're, they're really expensive. And it's kind of like we talked about with Miami or Philly in Miami, just not the best ballpark on a full game slate. You need, you need your stack to put up eight or nine runs at least to probably have a chance. I don't know if, if Tampa can get there in, in this ballpark. Um, definitely Dobnak is a hittable pitcher who doesn't strike anybody out. So there's upside here, but the, you got to pay for them. Um, I'll, I'll have exposure exposure for sure, but not, another stack that I just it, – it's fine, but I'm not in love with it. Yeah, I mean, different ballpark. I think we're both more interested here. Um, but I, I don't, I don't want to like count Tampa out. I could see Tampa winning the slate. I could, I say that. Like, I mean, the Minnesota bullpen is not good. So I do think Tampa is a team that if they they if they're coming in and they're projecting at low ownership, you definitely get some exposure too. St. Louis at Milwaukee, seven and a half total. Brewers, a 170 favorites. We got Wainwright and Freddie Peralta. Uh, any interest here in Adam Wainwright? Another pitcher with a, a price tag that is hard to stomach. Uh, Wainwright's been really good this year. Uh, Milwaukee has a decent offense, and 10K for, for Wainwright just seems ridiculous. Um, only a 23% strikeout rate on the season going to be really hard for him to pay that off in the spot yeah i mean they just they don't strike out a ton i mean that's the problem this isn't the milwaukee team that we were targeting earlier this season to just like beat up they're just they're not striking out a ton so i mean adam wainwright has faced him twice this season he's averaging 13 fantasy points against this team so i mean 
I think he had 16 and 10 or something like that. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, yeah. Could he go out and have a really good game? Yeah. But like, look at his last three, three of his last four starts where he put up monster numbers. All three of them were against Pittsburgh. Give me a glove. I'll go pitch against Pittsburgh. <laughs> like, I mean, all joking aside, don't want to discredit Wainwright, but 10 K he is overpriced for matchups that he just dominated against Pittsburgh. Uh, Freddie Peralta coming off the IL. It was a like shoulder injury. Um, definitely concerned a little bit about that, but I know he's been doing um, some bullpens and stuff and everything's felt well. Freddie Peralta's 9,300 going up against Cardinals. A lot of strikeout upside. Any interest in him? So Milwaukee was limiting Peralta's innings and pitch count even before he was dealing with this injury. Uh, I just I don't think there's anywhere near enough leash here for him. Uh, it looks like he was on a rehab assignment. He's he's only thrown two innings uh, in rehab. I don't think there's a leash here to be able to pay 9,300 for Peralta. They're ten games up on the Reds too in the NL Central. Yeah, um, no so. reason to risk it. And I mean. Sure, they could catch the Dodgers and the Giants, but it's very unlikely that they catch the Dodgers and the Giants. Um, maybe the Giants, but, I mean, the Dodgers are probably going to win the NL um, best record. So, I mean, I think the Brewers are in cruise control. I think what you said with pitch count makes a ton of sense, and the fact that he's 9,300 and he's going to get ownership here makes me just, like, not interested. For what it's worth, though, I have zero interest in the bats in this game. I think both of these pitchers are really strong. This game has a seven and a half total for a reason. I mean, you can point out anything that you want, but for me, I have no interest in the bats here. I completely agree with you. Even if Peralta only goes two or three innings, the bullpen behind him is outstanding. So, uh, and and then Wainwright is a guy that can go like seven or eight innings, um, just should have a long leash. Uh, and the back end of the St. Louis bullpen is really good. So, um, yeah, no interest in bats. All right, we move on. Uh, we got the White Sox and the Royals. Dallas Keuchel and Chris Bubich, nine total. White Sox, a 220 favorite. Uh, any interest here in Keuchel? No interest in Keuchel. The guy has just not been the same. I mean, he was never a, a pitcher that had upside anyway, but this year he's been even worse, and he's completely unplayable, even at the low price tag of 6 k um, he's the ball's getting in the air more off of him. He's giving up home runs and he's never been a strikeout guy. So I can't play him. <laughs> oh man, this lineup is so bad. Um, <laughs> it's so bad. Keiko should cruise in this game and by cruise, like 85 pitches, six innings, clean, three strikeouts, probably. Um, I think his overall upsides probably pretty limited here maybe puts up like 15 16 points i just don't know if that's enough on a big slate like this chris bubich on the other side i mean this lineup is strong and they're they're healthy they're very hit or miss against left-handed pitching this season but yeah they're i'm not playing bubich i'd rather take a shot on bubich than keichel i think despite the tougher matchup but yeah i, I don't have interest in him either um, White Sox bats. I mean, Robert Batten leadoff, Abreu, Jimenez. Like, I mean, this is definitely a stack I'll be looking at here. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, facing a low strikeout pitcher, so should be lots of contact here. Uh, just a really good lineup up and down. Uh, no no soft spots here for Bubich. So, um, like the way the Sox set up, uh, they're get, they're healthy now. And, the, I mean, this is – the Sox, I think, are going to go deep in the playoffs. They're, they're just a really strong, well-built team. So, lots of interest here against the lefty. Uh, any interest in the Royals here? Not as a full stack, just because Keuchel is, has good control. Um, I I don't mind looking for a home run against him. Sal Perez is a great, great play. Uh, man, the price, he's been on fire. The price has skyrocketed, but um, I think he could hit two home runs here, so I'll probably have a little bit. Uh, Mondesi's back. I think he makes sense as a play. His price tag is coming up again. Uh, he's at four and a half K. Um, like I said, don't like the full stack, but I think like uh, Perez, Merrifield, Mondesi, three man makes sense. I really like Mondesi. Um, really, really like Mondesi. So I'm with you on that. All right. We got the Braves and the Rockies facing off in cores. Um, Inno against Sensatella. This game is currently at a 12 total, and the Braves are a 140 favorites. Um, any interest here in Inno? <sighs> we've gotten through a lot of the slate and there's not, we haven't talked about a lot of pitching that we love. He is a velocity guy. Um, slider is his best pitch. So he's, he doesn't rely on a curveball or anything. The Colorado offense is really bad um, because of the slate. I mean, I could see a situation he's 7,900 where he ends up just fine with his 20 points and he gets there for you. Um, am I crazy? I, I think that he's playable. I mean, I had a ton of interest yesterday um, on Tuki Toussaint, and that did not work out very <laughs> yeah, well. Blackman got him. Um, that did not work out very well at all. I mean, Inno, I get it. Like, I, it's the same reason. Like, if I had interest in Tuki Toussaint, I should have interest in Inno. Inno is a better strikeout pitcher. Um, I mean, I even said it. I said it on the podcast yesterday. I was like, Tuki Tassant has a sinking fastball, and it's not going to be as efficient in cores, and Blackman showed us how inefficient it was. Um, I mean, I have interest in Inno. I do. Good velocity. He's a slider pitcher, which shouldn't be affected as much. Um, I mean, I don't have any interest in Sensatella. That's a quick one for me. That's an easy pass. Agree. Atlanta is going to be massive chalk. As they should be. Yeah. Sensatella on the season does a great job of limiting power, generating ground balls, but Rosario, Soler, Swanson, Duvall, even if Steven Vogt cracks the lineup, they're all fly ball hitters against a guy that throws ground balls. So, I mean, the Braves are in a great spot here. Um, I mean, if Steven votes in the lineup, I really have a ton of interest in 3,800 in cores against a ground ball pitcher. Yeah, somebody forgot to click the button that Atlanta's in cores. Solaire and Peterson are both under 4K, too. That's like, come on. They're going to be huge, huge owned here. Um, I mean, and, and Freeman, obviously, just throw them together. Like, how, how do you not love them? Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard not to like them. So what about the Rockies? Um, I, th I think there's upside here. Um, you, you just said they beat up on Tucson 
a little bit. I think they could do it here, even though we, I think Inoa is a little bit better of a pitcher. Um, it's still Coors Field. Um, they can throw a couple of lefties at him and then Story and Crone from the right side likely. But uh, I, I'd prefer the lefties, Blackman and McMahon, if I was just picking a couple. But I think a full stack is in play too. All right, moving on. We got Texas up against L.A. Glenn Otto. Yes, he's a real pitcher. Going up against uh, Otani here. Eight and a half total. Angels a 216 favorite. Um, any interest here in Glenn Otto? Cheapest pitcher on the slate, and he was outstanding against Houston his last time out. Um, he only got to 73 pitches, but he struck out seven over five innings and didn't allow a run. Uh, at the, at that price tag on this slate, I'm not afraid of the Angels lineup. Uh, I have a lot of interest in Otto. Yeah, I mean, this guy, you know, from what I was reading, is not like a huge prospect or anything like that. Um, but big-time strikeout stuff in the minors even. So, I mean, 5K up against a weaker Angels lineup, I, I definitely think he's in play here. Um, it's more of just a 5K than anything else. Um, Otani on the other side, I mean, like I've said it already a couple times, I fully expect Otani to be the chalkiest pitcher on the slate. Yep. Fully agree. Uh, 8,700, very fair price tag going up against a Texas lineup that doesn't have a lot of power, no patience. Um, Otani has a 30% strikeout rate, which is the highest on the slate outside of Peralta, who we don't expect to go deep. Uh, yeah. Otani is, is the top option on the slate. I mean, I don't have any interest in Texas bats. No, me neither. <laughs> I mean, that's all I got. Uh, no interest <laughs> in the Texas bats for me. So, I mean, even on the Angels, it's not like I have a ton of interest in the Angels either. Yeah, when Otani pitches, it's really hard to stack them because, you ha- I mean, you can't play Otani, obviously, and the rest of the lineup is, is really bad. So, uh, Jared Walsh is a one-off, I guess, is – the one thing I'd throw out there, but I'm not playing the rest of these guys. All right. Moving on. Seattle at Arizona. Anderson against Bumgarner in this one. Eight and a half total. Mariners a 130 favorites. Um, any interest here in Tyler Anderson? Uh, no interest in Anderson. Uh, 8- 8K it seems like a tough price to pay for not a lot of upside um arizona is not a, a tough lineup but anderson doesn't strike out many yeah i mean again i just i know it's it seemed like that a lot today but i mean i just i, I can't get on tyler anderson i think honestly i think there's a lot of opportunity to cost a pitcher today i think that you play the guys you want to play and I mean, that's why Bumgarner is going to be, or not Bumgarner, Otani is going to be so chalky. Um, Bumgarner on the other side, he's 8,600. I mean, he's pitched better at home this season for sure. Um, any interest in Bumgarner here? I think I can talk myself into some, like outside of Otani, and I would throw, I, I like Otto as well. I think he ends up. grabbing quite a bit of ownership but the rest of these guys you have to kind of make a case for and they're not like plays that we usually love but the whole full slate is full of guys like this where i mean they're they're pitchers with strikeout rates in the low 20s 
they're probably better in real life than they are for DFS usually. But Bumgarner is in that mold. I think he's in play today. Um, lefties against the Mariners. Mariners strike out a lot against lefties. So, um, yeah, I, I have interest in Bumgarner as as sickening as that, that is to say. But I, for this slate, I think he's in play. I think he's in play too. There's a lot of strikeouts in the Seattle lineup, um, especially against left-handed pitching. Even like Hanniger, who has really good numbers against lefties, still strikes out at 24%. So um, depending on what lineup you get thrown out there, the bottom of the order is going to have three to four guys, maybe even five guys with K rates over 28% against left-handed pitching this season. So, I mean, I think Bumgarner has to be on the list today. Has to be on the list today. Um, Seattle bats, anything standing out to you here? Uh, Bumgarner can certainly give up home runs too. So Hanniger is, is my favorite play. Um, don't probably not a full stack, but, um, I'll, I'll look for some power here. I don't even mind Seager lefty lefty. I think he'll be unowned, um, throw France or Toro in there as well. Yeah. I mean, Hanniger, that's probably the only guy that I have interest in here. Um, and then on the Arizona side, Marte is expensive, but I definitely think he's in play. I hate paying up a catcher, but I could definitely see playing Kelly on the slate. Um, and then if Nick Ahmed draws a good lineup spot, he's a cheap shortstop. Walker's a cheap first baseman. Um, but, I mean, I wouldn't go out of my way to stack against Anderson. He generates ground balls. He doesn't get blown up. Um, I mean, in this game's in Arizona, and the roof is going to be closed. Yeah, I, I like everything you just said there. That's exactly how I would play it. Probably more of a, a mini secondary stack. Um, I like Ahmed a lot if he's at the top of the lineup for that price, for sure. Uh, Marte is the power bat I'd look at. All right. We got the Dodgers and the Giants. It's going to be a fun series. Um, big series for both these teams. Even, this, even with so much baseball left to play, both these teams want this series. Vegas has a, a pick 'em. It's a nine total. It's David Price against Anthony Descalfani. Um, David Price, I mean, this is a dude that is pretty much, it seems like even in great starts, he's going to be capped out at like 75 pitches. Yeah, not, not enough leash here. Um, and the strikeout stuff is not what we're accustomed to seeing out of him. He's getting older and it's below 20% this year. I don't think there's enough upside at 7.3 K for uh, this matchup against San Francisco. They're, they're going to platoon. He's going to be facing a bunch of righties. Um, no interest in price. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then like Descalfani, Descalfani's done a great job limiting the power against righties this season, but lefties, I think that is going to be, that's going to be, I think the biggest test um, is just the left side for Descafani and it's it's just the Dodgers man like yeah. Descafani has definitely shown us again that like he has talent I mean we we've we've picked on him a lot he's been struggling lately too but I mean he I has. definitely yep. think this is a spot you probably stay away from him and it's more of just it's the Dodgers yeah you touched on what I was going to say there the recent form has not been great uh rough outing against Atlanta only lasted an inning and a third against the Mets before that um, and then going back to the last time he faced the Dodgers about a month ago, uh, gave up four and in, in two and two thirds. So not great recent form. Um, don't, don't like it. All right. Uh, Dodgers bats. I mean, 
load up on him. I mean, Descafani has been struggling. This is a spot, like, especially if you're looking at, um, you look at the last like month for Descafani, and it's like, all right, I have to have interest in the Dodgers here. Um, you know, especially all these lefties. Yeah, I mean, Seager and Muncy are two of the top plays on the slate. Obviously, Turner, Trey Turner, you can play against anybody. Justin Turner's fine as well. Um, Mookie, a little bit of a down season for him, but we know the talents there with him. Uh, just, I mean, this is like the best offense in baseball. Bellinger has struggled immensely this year, but he's the price reflects that he can certainly hit you a bomb for thirty five hundred. Um, yeah, like I like the Dodgers a lot in this spot. Um, I mean, the Giants, it's hard not to have interest in like Chris Bryant. Um, I mean, you're getting, you're getting the Giants super cheap in this game. Like Posey's 3,600. Yaz is 3,500 belt and Crawford are 4k and 4,100. Like they might be that like sneaky stack that could really pay off on the slate. Yeah, even like their platoon pieces, you you might only like Darren Ruff and Austin Slater. They're both under three K. You might only get two or three at bats from them before they get pinch hit for. But I mean, they've both been good this year, uh, and Ruff, especially against lefties, has has crushed the ball this year. So very affordable. Um, play the cheap platoon guys with with the bigger bats like Bryant and Posey. Uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um. All right, we finished it out. Houston at San Diego, another good series. Yep. This game at eight and a half total, and the Astros a one fifty favorite. Uh, your Kaidi against Jake Arrieta. Um, any interest here in your Kaidi? Uh, he has been out for a while as well. Um, he's missed a couple months actually, but he has thrown a couple rehab starts. He threw five innings in his last one, so I. I think he's stretched out certainly much more than, than Peralta also coming back from injury, but um, I'm not playing him against San Diego. I, San Diego has struggled a little bit. Um, I don't know. I guess the price tag is fair, but the strikeout upside isn't really there uh, for this slate. You could talk me into a couple of shares, but really no interest. Um, yeah, I mean, he was pretty much just throwing rehab starts because they didn't need him. Um, I mean, Zach Greinke was supposed to start this game. He's not starting this game. And I mean, that's why they, they kind of put your Kaidi back in the lineup here. Um, so 8,400, I mean, it's the Padres. I don't think you have to do it on this slate. Um, and then Jake Arrieta on the other side, I have zero interest in him. Like that's what are the Padres? Yeah. Well, what are the Padres doing here? Like why, why they even bring this guy in? Like just use bullpen guys. Like we're in, in that, the opener era, right? Like why do you have to throw dusty at old Jake Arrieta out there? <laughs> All right. Um, the late night hammer Astros against Jake Arrieta should be fun. Absolutely. Um, best stack on the slate next to Atlanta. In my opinion, if Atlanta wasn't on the slate in Coors, Houston would be chalk. Um, they're still going to grab ownership here just because of the spot. Arietta has been so bad. He's completely washed. Um, and Houston's getting healthier. Bregman's back. Um, obviously you still have Altuve and Alvarez in there. And then Tucker and Brantley are the two that 
I really like uh, lefties against Arietta are what we're looking for. Um, so Alvarez, the top overall play with Tucker and Brantley, great options as well. Love them all the way, full stack them. Great spot for them. I mean, on the Padres, you man, you could always play Tatis in this Padres lineup. If your Kaidi is just not right from coming back, maybe it works out. But I mean, they're so pricey. You're you have to have that day where they just you know are hitting the ball really well. Yeah, um, Cronenworth. I, I like the price on him too. Uh, Fam and Grisham are, are fairly priced. I actually I don't mind the prices on San Diego here. Urquidy's not really a guy that gets blown up very often. Decent control, decent ground balls, but um, San Diego has upside. We, we haven't seen it from him in a while, but I can get behind him. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we're going to get out of here for the weekend. Make sure you're checking out the NASCAR stuff. we got three races this weekend at Darlington, one of the longest races of the season on Sunday nights, and uh, some huge contests, so... Excited for all the chalk because Daytona was last week and there's no qualifying this week. But, uh, yeah, uh, under 8K to get uh, six or more strikeouts. Who do you got today? I'm going to go all the way to the bottom for this one. Oh, you took my guy. <laughs> yeah, Otto looked really good in his debut, and I'm not afraid of that Angels lineup, but Otto is my guy. I'll go Inno. I was going to go Otto. I did not expect Keith to go Otto. Um, over 8k to score. I even like purposely didn't like talk him up more when we were like talking about that <laughs> game, hoping. Um, anyway, over 8k to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Uh, Disclafani. We talked about the recent form, he got a brutal matchup against the Dodgers. He's gonna get beat up. Um, I'm gonna go. I think I'm going to go your Kaidi going up against San Diego. I think it's a tough spot for him. Over 4K to hit a home run, not in course. Who do you got? I'm um, going all the way back to the first game we talked about here. A journeyman lefty, Pete Alonzo. Love, love this spot for him. All right. I'm, I'm going first base, too. I'm going Jose Abreu. I think he's over 4K. I would guess he is. Yeah. Um, under 4K to get two hits, not in course. Uh, not in Coors. Yeah, I, Soler and Peterson would have been locked, but limiting Coors, um, I don't know. Bellinger has been so bad this year, but I'm just going to keep trying it. <laughs> he's going to get there eventually. He's too talented to be as bad as he's been. He's 3,500. We talked about lefties. Uh, Disco struggles against the lefties, so I like Bellinger today. I'm going to go Badu. Uh, 3,600 should bat lead off. The game's in Cincinnati. I mean, the potential for him to get five at-bats is there. He's hitting leadoff in this game, so I'm going to go Badu. Uh, give me a stack to score six or more runs. Um, yeah, Atlanta, outside of Coors, uh, I mean, Atlanta is obviously the, the top stack of the day, but we we just crushed on Houston Houston also. Arietta is just has nothing to offer anymore. Houston should put up a big number here. All right. Um I really, I mean, the more I think about this spot, the more I just love Cincinnati on this slate. I don't think they're going to be like uber chalk. I'm going to go Cincinnati Reds um, against the Detroit bullpen game in Cincinnati uh, to put up a big game here. I mean, again, you know, it's still kind of early to talk about like playoff races, but 
I mean, to, for that second wild card, Cincinnati needs to turn it up. I mean, they're right there with the Padres. They got a ch- chance. They're not catching the Brewers, but they're a game up on the Padres. So, like, playoff hope is still there for Cincinnati. And it would be crazy if the Padres didn't make the playoffs. So, um, it would be crazy. But, I mean, they're running out Jake Arrieta. Um, so, you hey. never know. Their pitching staff has just let them down. I mean, there's nothing more to be said. Right. Uh, Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Big slate, but man, I, it's pretty straightforward. Like you're definitely going to have to get off of Otani. If you play Atlanta and Otani, you're going to be super chalky, I think, on this slate. So um, I like your call on Cincinnati to get different. Uh, going to have to find a couple of other spots. The Mets are the contrarian team I like to throw out there. So um, I think it's going to be a really chalky slate despite it being 14 games. Yeah, I mean, I do too. I think Otani is going to be so chalky. Um, you're gonna if you're playing Otani, I think you got to look for low on stacks to play with him. Um, I don't think there's any way around that. So uh, that's going to wrap it up here for Friday. We'll be back Monday. We still are going to talk some baseball, even though football is rolling around. Plenty of football content here at Roto Grinders. There's a ton of content here at Roto Grinders for football. Uh, so make sure you guys are checking that out. We'll be talking baseball all next week, five days every day. We'll talk baseball. We will have a football podcast as well. It will be separate. And um, yeah, so make sure you guys are checking that stuff out. We'll be back Monday. Good luck. Have a great weekend and we'll see you then.